1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, this is Susie Roloff. Hey guys, Susie Q here with Adventures with Outdoor Woman Podcast, and I've got a solo episode for you guys today, so take a seat back, take a watch, We'll kind of go over what's happened, what's going on, and what's going to be happening here in the next uh, month, month and a half or so. Crazy to believe that we are already in the last part of August. What has happened to this year? Like, I can't even right now. Between, you know, corona and furloughs and having lakes shut down to feeling like having all the tournaments all together all at once. Uh, It's been a crazy ride so far, but uh, it's been pretty awesome and pretty adventurous. So we'll kind of backtrack a little bit here. So uh, we're going to go back to July. Um, I was headed up to Lake Mendota on part of the Madison chain in Madison, Wisconsin for a KBL Members Choice Tournament on the 19th, which was a Sunday. And uh, a couple days before, I was packing for that, but also packing for a family vacation. Because uh, uh, once I was done with the tournament on Sunday, I was going to drive uh, straight up to meet my family up in Manaqua for a family vacation for that week. And so um, I have a, a little wristband thingy that I have as part of an identifier for a uh, multi-species season-long tournament that I use that we just have to have present in our pictures when we submit. Anyway, so that detail will come important here uh, in just a minute. So when I was packing, I was like, oh, I'm just going to put this on the fence of my board. Uh, That way, you know, I don't easily lose it or set it down and forget where I put it and whatnot. And I'd also had a Hobie BOS sticker on the fence of my board too um, from the uh, Kentucky Lake event and they were they were pretty close in colors so um, yeah anyway so tournament day comes and you know I'm on some pretty good fish I'm on uh, some pretty good smallmouth fish right away Uh, my biggest was an 18 
and uh, you know I was doing pretty good so I was like all right about nine o'clock I had a pretty solid limit and was pretty confident and submitted it and I think I was in second or third after I submitted everything so I was like all right this is awesome uh, doing pretty good and so I was like I'm gonna keep on fishing still try to catch some kickers and some bigger fish and uh, not too long after I got a message um, from one of the other staff members saying, uh, hey, um, you, uh, you got a uh, wristband identifier thingy on the fence of your board. And I was like, oh, crap. So it is very clear as day in the rules that uh, you can't have anything on the fence of your board that could subsequently alter the length of your fish. Now, granted, you know, a little silicone wristband like that is, you know, very, very small diameter. But it's still, regardless of the fact that, you know, it's a rule, you know, and I had paid no attention to it because, you know, I was already in vacation mode. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to make sure that it's not in any of the other pictures that I submit for and just keep on fishing. And after that message, I felt like I wanted to throw up. So I gave Adam a quick call and kind of told him what was going on. And he's like, well, you know, you can only do what you can do now. So just get out there and try to catch some more fish and try to upgrade. And I had four photos of fish that uh, did get disqualified. Um, but I was able to replace all four of those. And it was probably, yeah, probably about 11.30 I'd submitted my last fish. And from being in like the top three, I was now in ninth place. So I was like, okay, you know, that's not too horrible, but I would like, you know, <laughs> try to get a little bit better. And so um, I kind of noticed that my drive was acting a little weird. My drive handle kind of felt like it was kind of sticking and not really turning real well. And I was like, all right, well, this isn't good. And at that time, I was probably about 50 yards away from um, a dock, and I was fishing along this limestone cliff wall that was over to my left. It was probably maybe only about 30 yards away from me. And then, of course, you know, the whole main lake on the other side, you know, lots of boat traffic and everything. So, you know, you're feeling the waves as they come by. And especially with the cliff wall being over there, the reverb um, from the waves would definitely you know, get me moving too. Um, but uh, yeah, so eventually um, what had happened, which I had found out um, just uh, a couple weeks ago, is uh, the belt that controls my 360 drive up in the handle area had just completely snapped. Uh, don't know how I snapped it. Um, you know, just one of those things with the, you know, new product of the year, you're going to have, you know, different flaws and stuff and whatnot. Well, so it had bunched up up inside the handle part and was causing it to just seize up on me and not be able to turn at all. So my drive was stuck pointing to the right. And regardless of how much I had turned my rudder, I couldn't get myself straight. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this, this could kind of be a bad situation here. And so I was getting a little bit closer to that dock. I was like, all right, I'll just get to that dock. I'll get out and uh, try to see what I can figure out. And so, and so um, I had just started to kind of coast over to the dock. And I was leaning over kind of back behind me to reach my paddle. 
because I was like, well, I can't go straight because my driver wants to go right, even with my rudder and my um, skeg fully down. It's like, all right, yeah, this isn't good at all. And I'd reached over, and I was so close to that dock, and I'd reached, and for like a split moment, I, the waves were, you know, bumping me too. And for a split moment, I was kind of hovering on that edge of, Oh, I'm gonna fall over. Oh, nope, I'm okay. And, oh, nope, I'm totally going over. Went all the way over. <laughs> so, yeah. As soon as I, like, went in the water, it was just one of those experiences and one of those things where you're just like, did this just really happen? Okay, yeah, this really just happened. And so I was stunned for a split second, well, a couple seconds, and I was like, okay. Okay, all my stuff. Okay, okay, like, yeah, yeah. It just, like, it, it was like a flurry of, you know, thoughts and emotions going through me. And I was like, okay, calm down, get it together. Um, you know, I'm alive, I'm okay, I'm not hurt, you know. And the great thing was, was I was only in about six and a half foot of water, uh, which played in my favor, so that was definitely a good thing. And, uh, yeah, the water was warm, too, so it was uh, definitely a good time of year to have that happen, in a sense. And I was like, okay, all right, get my bearings together and figure out what I need to do next. And so, yeah, the dock is kind of in front of me a little bit, and my kayak is kind of to the left of me. I mean, it's completely flipped over, you know, and at this time and point, I have no idea, like, what's still in it, on it, or anything like that. So I was like, okay, all right. Um, you know, I'm trying to push it over, trying to push it over, but it, it, it feels like it's stuck. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't good. Like, and I couldn't figure out why I couldn't really move it. And I was like trying to like push it to try to flip it back over and it just, it wouldn't budge. I was like, all right, this isn't good. So then I actually pulled my whistle out of my PFD and I started blowing on that thing. Like I was blowing on it loud and a lot. And you know, there just, there wasn't any boats going by at the time, you know, but previously, you know, some had went by. So I was like, all right, well, that's not working. So what do I do next? So, um, I'd seen that there were some steps to this dock that went right up to it. I was like, oh, thank God, you know? So I went over there, kind of sat on the steps a little bit, took a few breaths, kind of collect myself. I was like, okay, I'm going to start taking whatever I have up underneath from another kayak. Then I'm like, oh, my phone. <laughs> and uh, I just realized, um, well, not realized, but I was smart from losing my phone last October that I had a tether on it and it was still tethered to the kayak. So I was reaching up underneath there and sure enough, I felt it, unclipped it, you know, put it up on the dock right away to make sure that it wasn't... Um, you know, too waterlogged or anything like that. Um, the case that I have on it isn't necessarily like a waterproof or watertight case, but you know, it, it wasn't submerged for too long to where it had much damage. But, um, first thing I did again was call Adam, you know, and of course the, uh, the speaker in the headset part and even in the mouthpiece was pretty waterlogged. So like when I called him, I couldn't hardly hear him. And he said that I was pretty kind of muffled or whatever too, but so I called him and I was like, so don't freak out when I tell you this. And he was like, okay. And I was like, so I flipped the kayak and he's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. I just gotta, you know, figure things out and get it tipped back over and go from there. And I was like, I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated. And he's like, okay. So 
Then I sent a uh, SOS uh, to the uh, Kayak Bass League group, seeing if uh, any other anglers were on Lake Mendota to see if maybe they could come help me out or anything. Um, fortunately, you know, nobody was, which was okay. You know, I was like, all right, you know, I mean, I'm used to being out there by myself and doing things on my own. I was like, all right, I got to figure this out. So I started pulling stuff from up underneath the kayak and throwing it up on the dock. Um, you know, my gearboxes, uh, my net, my paddles, you know, everything. And I was like reaching up underneath to where my crate was and I felt um, one rod. I was like, oh, are all my rods in there? And felt up underneath and, you know, all seven of my rods had stayed in the rod holder. And I was like, I wonder if that's why I can't get up because there were some shallow weeds in the area that I was. So when it did flip over, the rods couldn't really slide out all the way because the uh, weeds kind of stopped them. But I mean, it still made it turn upside down, which uh, unfortunately uh, did break three of my rods. And um, I have now also discovered that a couple of eyelets. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. On a couple other rods um, are, have broken on me too, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> Anyway, so I was like, oh, I, I've got all my rods. So it was pretty tricky to get them up out of there, too. And I might have very well broken um, a couple of them in the process. But at that point, I was like, I don't care what it takes to get the kayak flip back over. Like, I, I this is not a good situation to be in. Granted, I wasn't in any immediate danger or anything like that. So I started taking everything out and putting it back up on the dock and whatnot. And um, I was like, okay, um, gotta, you know, figure out how I'm gonna flip this thing back over. And, you know, in that span of probably 20, 25 minutes to a half hour, I hadn't seen any boats come close or go by or anything like that. And I was like, you know, this is just my luck. And then this sweet lady, she, I don't know, she was maybe in her 50s or 60s or so in a, uh, it was like kind of like an ocean kayak thing, comes paddling by. I was like, hey, um, I just flipped my kayak. Can you come help me out? And she comes right over. She's like, oh my gosh. So <laughs> she starts helping me out. And I had everything, you know, already taken out of it and uh, ready to go. So we eventually were able to flip it back over pretty easily. And uh, once we got it flipped back over and everything, I was like, okay, you know, I just, I just got to take account to uh, see what, um, you know, I still need to try to find or get or whatever. And then I was like, my truck keys, where are those? So I have a, a little gear bag behind my chair that I usually put them in a zipper pocket. Well, 10 minutes before I flipped, uh, about 10 or 15 minutes before, I have like a little pair of uh, like clippers and pliers in there that I'll use sometimes that I had just used. And I put it back in there and of course, you know, me being me, I was like, eh, you know, I didn't zip it up right away. Well, yeah, you can see where this is going. 
I was like, oh crap. So I dug apart that uh, little um, seat bag thing and no truck keys were to be found. And I was like, oh my God, this is awful. So I texted Adam, I was like, lost truck keys, going to look for them keep you updated and then I let uh, the group know too I was like I lost my truck keys like yeah um, trying to find all my stuff and so I spent the next I don't know 40 minutes diving around with uh, you know diving down on the water and then feeling with my feet trying to find my keys um, I found my catchboard doing that I was like oh yeah my catchboard um, come on a, a couple other little random things uh, that it kind of sink to the bottom too. Meanwhile, you know, floating away, I've got like four plastic bags of baits that are floating away. Uh, a couple of my Gatorade bottles were floating away and I was like, you know what? Usually I would be really worried about that, but I was like, I gotta get these truck keys, man. I don't wanna be stuck out here all day. And I was like, of course it's a Sunday, you know, there's no dealership that's gonna be open or anything. So I was dead set determined to find those truck keys. And so I was like, all right, just got to keep finding, just got to keep finding. And like this lady, she was trying to help. So she would like stick my net down to the bottom and would kind of like scrape across the bottom trying to see if she couldn't scoop them up. And uh, I finally got out and took a little bit of a break. And I was just like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I heard a push mower going. So the house of uh, the dock that we were at, the owner was out mowing their yard. And I ran up that dock, up into this guy's yard to flag him down. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, whoa, hey. And I was like, listen, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I flipped my kayak. I'm like, right down here at your dock. Do you have goggles or anything like that? And he's like, uh, yeah, let me, let me see if, like, my wife has some or something like that. It's like, oh, my God, that'd be so great or whatever. So, like, he goes in. You know, and I go back down, and uh, five minutes later, he comes down with, like, a snorkel mask and a snorkel. And I was like, oh, my God, you are, like, my savior right now. And so put that on, start diving down. And the great thing about Lake Mendota is it's not, like, crystal clear water. It was kind of somewhat... Um, kind of somewhat stained. They had uh, experienced an algae bloom a couple weeks before, so it was still kind of had some staining to it. But, like, you could still see really well. So, like, when I was about, I don't know, maybe, like, two foot from the bottom, I could see the bottom. So that was really good. So I started diving down, you know. I was like, oh, my little uh, pocket knife. I found that. And I, I dove down. I was like, oh, a couple of my jackhammer chatterbaits. I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, that's good. And it was probably about the 15th time I dove down, I saw the little red tag on my truck keys. And I shot out of the water and I screamed. I was like, I found my truck keys. And, oh, my God. The, the amount of relief that came off of me when I found those keys was just unbelievable. I called Adam right away. I was like, I found my truck keys. <laughs> You know, and I send the message to everybody else. I was like, I found the keys. You know, everything's all right. You know, I'm okay. And so I was like, all right. You know, the kayak's upright. You know, I've got all my stuff recovered. Let's put everything back on the kayak and let's just get out of here. When I had looked at my watch before I took off, it was, it was 2.15. So I flipped over at 11.45 and it took me... Yeah, like two and a half hours to get back up, right? Get everything collected and everything. So 
I get back on the kayak, and right away I notice that it's like, whoa, it feels really weird. I open up my front hatch, and yeah, it's full of water. So I'm like, well, this is going to be fun. So I had to paddle the whole entire way back because, again, you know, that pedal, the, uh, yeah, the pedal drive was still kind of stuck, but I was, I was able to straighten it um, up before we had taken off. So that helped in a sense, and I just had my rudder to use. But, man, like, <laughs> it would kind of teeter one way, so I'd have to, like, kind of pedal like this for a while, and then it kind of teetered the other way, so I'd kind of have to counterbalance that, and it probably took me, oh gosh, probably, oh, about 25 minutes to get back to the dock, which, it was really close. If if nothing would have went wrong and it wouldn't have been full of water and the drive was working, it'd probably only take me five minutes to get back to the dock, but it took me about 25, so... It was slow going, but once I got back to the launch, um, the lady's husband was there waiting for us too. I think she had called and let him know, like, hey, I'm helping this poor girl out and everything. Um, her name's Donna, by the way, uh, lives there in Madison. And, you know, like, seriously, like a guardian angel. I mean, if it weren't for her, who knows what would have happened. So got back, emptied all the water out and everything, and, uh, you know, finished my drive, uh, up north to Manaqua, and, uh, got home, or, uh, got up to our little cabin that we were staying at, and, uh, yeah, kind of took a little bit of a, uh, a breather to kind of collect my thoughts, and, uh, I hadn't even known, like, what had happened with, like, the tournament or anything from there and whatnot, so, uh, but I did end up, uh, getting ninth, but, in the grand scheme of things, you know, between flipping and having the disqualified fish and everything, still getting ninth place out of 39 anglers, I think is still pretty darn good. So, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an adventure. So, um, we spent that week up there. There was a, um, a small Hobie dealer up there, so I took the 360 up there to see if they might be able to try to figure out um, if they could fix it or whatnot. And uh, they had only ever taken like the clutch off of it before, so they didn't really have uh, much experience with that. So they took the clutch out and didn't really see much in there. So they're like, well, we think it might be the belt or something like that. I was like, okay, you know, I'll just stop by Quest on my way home, drop it off there and let him do what he needs to do. I've got the, the Pro Angler 14 at home that I can use in the meantime while it's getting fixed. Um, so a couple of buddies of mine, um, which, uh, one of them I've had on my podcast before, uh, Martin Quick and, uh, also Greg Vickers, they live up in the Monaco area and, um, Greg Vickers had a, uh, Hobie 14, PA 14 that he let me borrow and, uh, me and, uh, met up with Marty later on, on, uh, Wednesday and uh, took me to a lake, and we just, we had an absolute ball. <laughs> if you guys ever haven't hung out with Martin Quick, like, he is, he is such a goofy character, and he will bring so much, like, energy and positivity and just goofiness to you, and it was definitely what I needed to help bring my spirits back, so... Um, yeah, so yeah, we spent the day fishing and, you know, we were targeting like pike and muskie and, uh, you know, unfortunately he caught the two muskie, but that's okay. We, we had an awesome time, uh, caught some awesome pike, caught a lot of fish, 
I, I, I can't even remember how many fish we caught that day. And I have like six and a half hours of footage still on my GoPro, which I haven't even had a chance to go through yet. So yeah, that'll probably be a project coming um, here later on once I do find some uh, free time because time as of late has been getting super busy. So let's see here, after the vacation, that following weekend, which is the first weekend in August, I had the next uh, Kayak Bass League tournament on um, Lake Wisconsin. And so um, that was a pretty uh, fun and interesting time. And um, didn't do too bad with that one. I think I got ninth place in that one as well um, out of... Let's see here. I'm on Tourney X right now looking at my standings. And, uh, yep, Lake Wisconsin, I got 9th out of 23. And so after that event, I was like, you know, like, I've actually had a pretty decent season so far. And I was like, all right. So one of my first events, um, which was a uh, online event, uh, Catch does a um, kind of like a... Uh, Oh, like region type thing where they have multiple states involved in like an online tournament and it was held uh, part of Memorial Day weekend when I had furlough and um, it was May 22nd through the 26th and I took second out of 31 anglers so that was pretty good and then the first uh, KBL event um, I went down to Newton and I got fourth out of 41 anglers and then um, the Hobie Bass Open Series on Kentucky Lake wasn't too bad. Um, my goal was to do at least, you know, half. And uh, I, w I did actually do a little bit better. I got 57th out of 129 anglers. Um, it definitely was a, uh, a tough event. And then, let's see here. The uh, Yeah, so the Lake Wisconsin KBL event, I got 9th. Uh, I'm sorry, the Wisconsin member choice when I flipped, uh, I got ninth, and then of course, like Wisconsin, I got ninth as well. It's like, man, I'm getting a consistent pattern here, you know, top 10 <laughs> of everything. I was like, okay, then I uh, started looking at my points uh, with Kayak Bass League, because, uh, you know, we're all uh, gearing for, like, Angler of the Year and to be the top five so we can qualify for Crossroads and then the All-American Bass Classic and whatnot. And uh, as of today, which is uh, August 21st, um, I'm kind of sort of leading for Angler of the Year. Knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> so that's been kind of interesting. So we just had our last um, regular season event on Spring Lake, which is only about 25 minutes from where I live. So much. <laughs> um, if you guys don't know Spring Lake, just think of endless, endless lily pads. And the deepest part of uh, Spring Lake, either if you're fishing on north and south, is five foot. That's all the deeper. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
Altacovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's a big flat with lots of lily pads. I mean, you would think it's a bass fisherman's paradise. And it can be certain times of year. Spring is definitely the best time for it. But once those pads come up, it's it's tough. You know, definitely not one of my favorite places. And there's lots of muskie in there, too. Anywho, um, yeah, that was definitely my dropout event. Um, I did not get five fish for that event. Um, I only got three three or four gosh i can't even remember i ended up getting like 19th or something like that out of 26 27 anglers so at least the that didn't count towards points over because uh your season with some of your points it's the best four out of five events and uh, there's also other extra point activities that uh, you can do as well to help get towards your points um which you know i do kind of like to look at how I do point-wise um, just with uh, the tournaments. So like if I took my points from how I've done in the tournaments and compare those to everybody else, I think I would probably be sitting in, let's see here, tournament-wise I'm at 680, top person has 760, and then 750, and then 680. So I'd be about third place right now, which Still, I think is pretty good, um, at least, you know, from my perspective, in a sense. So anyway, um, our championship is coming up next weekend, and it's up in Manaqua. So next week, I'm going to be leaving uh, Tuesday after work and uh, spending some very good long hours on the water. We've got a lot of water to choose from up there so there's going to be a lot of trying to figure out where are the fish um what's holding for patterns you know what's boat traffic going to be like um when i was up there for you know the family vacation there was a lot of boat traffic on Manaqua and lake tomahawk so but now you know this time of year it's getting kind of a little bit chillier but i don't know we'll just kind of have to see but uh with this championship you get double points so, you know, if I want to, you know, go big or go home, this is definitely going to be the event to go to. Um, so, yeah, definitely a lot going on with that. Um, not certain how I feel about it yet. Um, definitely, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but um, definitely, definitely a little anxious about it. Um, just... You know, it's not a familiar body of water by no means or anything like that, but, and definitely a lot of water to try to figure out. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. 
Um, but then after that, um, before Labor Day weekend, there isn't a whole lot going on. But then, oh baby, you guys better get excited because it is my most favorite thing like ever. Like it's probably more favorite than bass fishing. <laughs> um, we're fishing for king salmon up in uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. Um, Great Lakes Kite Fishing Series has their uh, yearly uh, salmon tournament. And that'll be on Saturday, September 12th. Uh, again, I'm going to be driving up there um, uh, after work, I believe, on Tuesday. And then uh, fishing for a few days beforehand because this is really like the only time of year I'm up there and get to go up there. So I'm going to make the most of it while I can. So I am, I am beyond excited for this event. Like salmon fishing, just ever since I did it for the first time and landed, I, it was probably like a 20 some odd pound king. And let me tell you, like that, that can be like an average uh, size for them. So uh, last year I caught a 26 pound king and it just, oh my God, it, it's so amazing. So if you guys are interested in going up, um, you know, hit me up. I can definitely uh, let you guys know. Uh, what gear you're going to need and everything. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and then the week after that, there isn't really a whole lot going on. But then that last weekend in September, <clears throat> um, if I make the top five with uh, KBL, is the Crossroads event. So uh, last year was the first year for that, and we, it was a awesome, successful event. We had... What do we have? Ten teams um, from four different states uh, come and compete. So it was, it was, it was awesome. And I'm hoping, you know, with COVID and everything, that we're gonna be able to still have a good time with this and whatnot. So yeah, I know things are still kind of in the works with everything, but we're still planning on having it. And uh, yeah, so that could be a lot of fun. And then. Man, we are we are already at the end of September with that. I mean, gosh, things are like flying by. And then October, man, you know, I'm looking at my calendar here and I'm like, you know, there would be something really big going on um, that first full week of October, um, as long as it's still happening. So, as you guys all know, with COVID, the national championship got postponed, and then it was eventually rescheduled for um, October 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, unfortunately, I have had to um, withdraw from that event um, because Adam and I were getting a house! yeah uh those details are uh, kind of still working out and in the midst and everything but uh yeah crazy exciting news so you know as if there isn't a whole lot going on it's just like yeah we're just gonna add some more fun stuff in there so yeah we're uh we're hoping to you know get a good place and uh get moved and everything and uh yeah it's um pretty crazy and pretty crazy how fast things have moved you know we had heard how good uh, the market was and how good rates were and everything so we're like hey what's it gonna hurt just to you know get pre-approved and whatnot and of course you know uh, we got pre-approved no problem and uh, house hunting and everything and we're just like 
Okay, yeah, this is uh, this is actually very doable, and there's actually some pretty good stuff out there. So it's uh, it's been working out pretty awesome. So yeah, keep uh, keep up to date with uh, Facebook to uh, see more about that. But uh, yeah, no more renting. We're gonna have our own house. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a little bit of a bummer about uh, the national championship this year, but, you know, with the way things have been going this year and everything, you know, I'm not too upset about it or anything, and, you know, not being able to have the get-togethers and um, the, like, convention part of it and everything, you know, that just kind of takes away from the experience as well, so I'm hoping, you know, next year... Things will be able to happen like normal and we'll be able to gather in groups and stuff like that. So I'd rather be there for, you know, the the better community and camaraderie uh, type stuff for that as well. So, yeah, definitely uh, some exciting stuff going on um, that has happened and that's going to be happening. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of all I've got for you guys right now. Um, ooh, actually, I do have one more thing. Um, so sorry if you guys aren't uh, watching this right now, um, but I'll be posting this on my Facebook page as well. Um, Martin Quick, who I'd mentioned before, he does uh, graphic design. And I got me my business cards. Look at that. Now, I know that's kind of coming out a little bit fuzzy, but uh, I'll have a little bit better quality pictures of those. But, yeah, these are super awesome. So, yeah, if you're wanting to get your own business cards created, um, definitely give them uh, a shout-out. Um, you know, he's very well reasonably priced, um, and uh, they got shipped straight to my house. So, yeah, pretty, pretty awesome stuff. So, uh, this weekend, uh, not a whole lot going on, just kind of, uh, taking it a little bit easy, gonna go out to Banner, I feel like I haven't been in there forever, but, which I kind of sort of haven't, <laughs> uh, which is weird to say, you know, cause usually I love fishing Banner, but I haven't been there, I've been neglecting it, but, uh, tomorrow it's gonna get some love, it, uh, it definitely needs some love. Um, yeah, so anywho, um, I know this isn't, you know, like too long of an episode, but, uh, glad you guys could, uh, check it out today, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, have some more updates, cause, yeah, next weekend's that championship, so my next episode will probably be highlighting how that went, and, uh, yeah, keep your fingers crossed for me, cause definitely need some good mojo for that, um, still got... Gosh, like two, three opportunities to, uh, you know, reach my goal this year of getting, getting that win. So it's, it's been so close. It's been so close. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So anyway, well, I hope you all have enjoyed the show. And we'll see you on the next adventure.
pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.